The following episode of TOEFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. Hello and welcome to TOEFOP, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson, hello. Long, yeah man, long time they see, it's I like know. ages. It's been like a fortnight? Yeah. Or so? I've missed you. Oh, cheers man. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly the lights get dim. <laughs> just... uh, I, I realise why there's this candle and this massage oil here today, which is unusual. What, would you, what do you think people would think if just like the next five minutes was just, just like the sound of like kissing? <laughs> you didn't hear any dialogue, it's just like kissing, maybe the rustle of clothes. And then we just come back as if nothing's happened. We don't mention it. I would love to know how much of our audience would listen through the whole five minutes. <laughs> I would. I'd definitely listen to it. If I was listening to one of my favourite podcasts yeah. and it sounded like the two guys were just making out. You would listen to five minutes of making out. Yeah, because two you Two guys making out. You don't know when it's going to end. Like it's kind of, it's like one of those, uh, like an Andy Kaufman joke. It's like, well, you know, is the performance part of the joke? Like do you need to sort of sit with it to kind of get the gag? Yeah, because like you, you it's not, go, this is not going out live. <laughs> What do you mean? Like, if for whatever reason we did just start kissing yeah, at the start of the podcast for five minutes, you have still listened to it back. Like, put the music on the start and the end, maybe involve some John Deeks in some way, and going, you know, that's a good five minutes. They're kissing. We should keep that in. I, I think it's good, man. That uh, that episode where we were laughing for almost two minutes mm. without... I, I mean, I did have to think about whether or not we leave that in, but... It made me laugh so much listening to it. I thought, well, you know, that's part of the entertainment, isn't it? Yeah, but but here we're kind of trying to like tell each other stories and, and possibly, you know, make people laugh. <laughs> Not just like, like get our rocks off. So I would assume that our audience who listen to this show, I assume some of them are just writing shit down to use against us at later stages. I don't need to write it down. It's all recorded. Oh, that's a good point. Making notes okay. so they know what to refer to. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I like to refer to this uh, podcast as the final answer to the question... Would you ever run for politics? Because <laughs> I do get asked that quite a lot. People say, really? yeah, I guess because I have like, you know, beliefs about how the world should operate. And, and you understand the two houses. Yeah. <laughs> I have which some vague. immediately qualif- makes you more qualified than me. I would know which house to go to. <laughs> do you- the only house I'm going to is the Big Brother house. Like, yeah. <laughs> been elected. Sure, this isn't where we all hang out. <laughs> so um, some people, sometimes people ask me, you know, would you consider running for politics? Mm. Uh this podcast has guaranteed I would never be able to run for politics. Yeah. So I imagine that when people listen to this, they're mostly listening in the hope that they might get the occasional laugh, right? <laughs> so if we have the occasional laugh, then that is like, you know, I think that's good. Yeah, it's, it's in I the same milieu. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone is listening to this podcast in the hope they might start making out with someone else. <laughs> like if someone is listening to this as foreplay... That's that's the wrong idea of foreplay. But if we if it was like an Easter egg, like you know, we didn't sort of um, we didn't announce that we we're going to do it, and we didn't discuss it after we did it. We just somewhere amongst the fifty four podcasts we've done, there is just a five minute makeout session. Oh. That would become probably the most famous moment in the entire podcast. Really? Yeah, don't you think? I don't know. If you said, "Hey, listen to this podcast. It's two guys talking shit," and then 
for some reason they just started, they opened in one episode and they just started making out. Like, wouldn't that be the thing that you tell everyone about as opposed to all the other jokes you've heard? Five minutes of just like... <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I got to be yeah, honest see? I guess that would be like... It'd at it's least, intriguing. It'd at least be a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we'd have to open with I'm Charlie Clawson, I'm Will Anderson yeah. and then go... <laughs> At least that. Like, I think if it just opened straight on the the necking, like, that would be a bit confusing because you wouldn't know what was going on. People would just assume that something had gone wrong, like usual. Or would would people think, like, if that's the first thing you heard after the introduction, would you immediately go, oh, they're making out? Because all you're hearing is, like, this is what you're hearing. (laughs) (laughs) I do I did, and by the way, I just did that on my arm in case any of you think I just leant over and kissed Will. I was doing it on my arm. I would assume if I turned on a podcast and heard that, that Junior, your dog, uh, which people have often heard in our podcast, uh, has learnt how to use your equipment. <laughs> his, first, just, his first podcast is him licking his own nuts. Yeah, he's doing a dog cast. He's invited that rugby player around. It's just, <laughs> Five minutes of Junior licking his own nuts. Puts that out on iTunes. Straight to number one. Straight to number one. New and noteworthy. Now, 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 then we'd be behind Kevin Smith, Josh Thomas, and Junior licking his balls <laughs> on the iTunes charts. Do you ever look at it? He'd, he'd have a dog cast. Huh? A dog cast. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, my, Gemma has this thing with um, uh, using puns uh, with Junior. She, like, you know how you say, uh, you know, he's been barking up the wrong tree, blah, blah, blah. That's like your little dog pun joke. She has this thing that infuriates me, but she always brings it out where she talks about, if I see him near my computer, she's like, oh, he's working on his dog was. And I have to say to her, yeah, that doesn't quite work because you've taken the second syllable of one word and attached it to another word. There is no pun. No. But she insists on saying he's writing his dog was. And I've been racking my brain to find a better pun for if he was up writing something, yeah. what would it be? His autobiography. Ah, <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> I can always rely on you for a good pun. <laughs> Sometimes we need to make out for five minutes while I think of it. <laughs> it was weird. I don't think you would know that it was kissing because kissing isn't like a... Um, a loud thing, really. Yeah. So I think if you just heard kissing without any sort of, you know... Preamble. Yeah, preamble that led to a romantic situation <laughs> that you wouldn't be able to... Why is it romantic? Maybe I'm really rough. I just grab you by the back of the head and start making out with you. Seems weird that I've let you do that for five minutes, <laughs> that I can't overpower you. Yeah, it's like a 1940s film. You're like, yeah. no, no, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm like, come here, so, sweet tits. So they would know from the start... That it was like, so they would recognise it was kissing from me going, no, no, no. I don't know you've got my cock in your mouth. <laughs> that can be a segment on this show, making out or blowjob. <laughs> it's like a new secret sound. Yeah. <laughs> don't they try and change up the secret sound every week though? Ours will just always be the same two well, possibilities. It, it'd just be guys ringing up uh, like at the radio station. Right? Is it a guy opening a door? <laughs> Uh, is there is there a soft drink bottle being opened? Uh, is it a man performing fellatio on another man? <laughs> yes, it is. I don't get that secret sound. Why is is it only because of the medium dictates the quiz? It's radio, so it has to. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be what is it? <laughs> Where's Wally or something? Yeah. But 
like it, it, nearly every radio show has a version of Secret Sound. Yeah. Like, has people no one... love it, man. Really? Yeah. Oh, did you have it on your show? A Secret Sound? Yeah. No, I think we did a, like a parody Secret Sound. Right. At one stage, but what was the joke? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> It was not. Um, hey, uh, speaking of um, uh, making out against someone's will. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and some dark territory. Yeah. Back to the Future. Ah. A couple of weeks ago on the show, we had a discussion about uh, Back to the Future. And you said that the whole sort of premise of Back to the Future could essentially be traced to one idea. Which, which was, is, would you molest your mother to save your future? Yep. And like I'd never really, that had never really occurred to me. So Back to the Future was on the other night, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to sit down and watch this film with this in mind, and see if this is actually the thing at the heart of this that should disturb me. Yeah, there's something much more disturbing in Back to the Future than uh, would you molest your mum to save the future? Here's the question that I was raised out of Back to the Future: If someone tried to rape your mum, mm. would you? Get over that if they washed your car. <laughs> because, <laughs> because basically, if you follow the timeline of that film, Biff tries to rape his mum yeah. in a car and it's full on that yeah, scene. Yeah, it like it's literally like, you know, that was going to somewhere really, really bad if, yeah. you know. If, if George hadn't, George turned, hadn't up. turned up, right? And then when he gets back to the future, Biff's just like the wacky neighbour washing you his car. Lovable rapist. Exactly. It's like surely you wouldn't be like that's a bit weird of George to employ Biff to wash the car. Like I mean, doesn't doesn't every time she sees Biff, she has she some reaction to that time that? that yeah. Well, maybe though, but maybe there's like a, a story going on that you didn't see in the film. Like maybe it's not like he's their manservant now, but maybe they're fucking like maybe they've gotten payback. The last oh. thirty years has been about making him do the most humiliating. You know, maybe they're involved in some kind of like sex games. Right. Like, you know, they bring him in as, as the third party, but he's like, you know, forced to wear like a bridle and they ride him around the bedroom, you know, <laughs> something like that. You know, you know, there's weird, there's that weird fetish people like to be ridden. No. You know, have, oh man. Yeah. There's this fet. I mean, look, there's fetish for everything, but I actually saw this on a doco on SBS and it's people, uh, couples where one of the couples likes to be, uh, like ridden like a horse like and they will wear like a little saddle on their back and they'll put like it's a bridle right the thing that goes over the yeah the face and they'll put like a bit between their teeth and um sometimes they'll even have anal plugs that have like horse hair coming out the back so when what? you put it in the ass someone makes those yeah how much demand is there for that that someone's manufactured them i well, can assume that you'd like if you were into it you maybe could make one at home with some like you know like well you just take an anal plug and put yeah <laughs> Sounds like a Tonya Todman. <laughs> Just take the anal plug and you put on some uh, fake horse hair. I like it to get mine imported from Russia. It's synthetic. So, you know, no animals were harmed to yeah. get this. But It's essentially someone at home with a butt plug and hair extensions and some glue. Yeah, oh, pretty much. I can put this together. But, like, because they had footage of yeah. um, these fetishists would get together, you know, to share their fetish, whatever. Mm. And, and there'd be like a cocktail party and like half the guests would be standing around, like maybe dressed in sort of sexy latex or bondage. Yeah. And the other half of the guests were on their hands and knees, like with saddles on their backs and, uh, you know, butt plugs and, and bridles just sort of being led around the room. It's just, it was a, it was a very strange thing. But you don't thing. even do that with a horse. Yeah, that's right. Like, it's not like <laughs> you lead a horse into a cocktail party. You certainly don't stick anything up its ass. And you, you don't like just wheel it around. 
Well, maybe if it was like a little Shetland the or something. Like at the cocktail party, is there no. like hors d'oeuvres for the like the normal well, the people thing, and then like, you know, cubes of sugar and I don't, apples? The for thing the... that was that was sort of missing was there was no actual... I ne- they never got to the actual sex part. Like it's a sexual fetish, I guess. Yeah. But there was... I didn't think... There, there was no kind of like then you have sex with a horse or, or whatever. Like it was just more the... the uh, so, um, the submissive kind of behaviour. That's what and so, but there must be off. some sort of sexual. I guess r- release so. Is, to is, it. Does it become a fetish? Does a fetish have to have a sexual implication? I don't know. Fetishistic. You think that that that's kind of the point, though, isn't it? That it's sexy. Well, in it's some a way. arousing, but doesn't mean the act of sex actually has to happen. It'd be weird, though. Like you'd you'd want <laughs> it's to a be, lot of effort to go there not to be, get laid. You'd be want to also into some fucked up shit in the bedroom mm. to put up with that. Like it'd be really disappointing. If as foreplay, hang on, are you the horse or the not horse? Oh well, either way, but but say you're the horse. Okay, say you're like your partner, like has gone. Hey, I really love you, <laughs> but there's this one thing it really gets that me really off. really gets me going. Uh, well, I sometimes if you could dress like a horse, um, you may have seen me the other day with the super glue and the hair extensions <laughs> and wondered what was I up to. Well, here's what I've done. I made you an anal buck plug tail. Uh, here's some tiny stuff. I'm going to ride you around a, par- a cocktail party. We're going to go to a cocktail party with some other people. Hey, hey. No, break it like this. Okay. Hey, good news. Uh, we've been invited to a cocktail party. <laughs> oh, great. We never well, get to go out. I've just bought a new dress. Ah, oh, it's interesting. Uh, the, the dress is not in dress. Uh, you will oh, it's have... fancy dress. Yeah, it's fancy oh, dress. Okay, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we should go to past that fancy dress shop and pick up like... Oh, maybe, no, no. maybe I'll go as Inspector Gadget and you can go as Penny or... Uh, look, it's kind of like Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> like one of your orifices will do something that you didn't think it was going to do. <laughs> but uh, basically what I want you to do is pretend to be a horse. Uh, I'm going to stick this butt plug up. For, so you've got a tail. I'll put a bridle on you and then I'm going to ride you around and lead you around this cocktail party or not. But afterwards... Then, like, you know... We get to have sex. We get to have sex. You would then want the sex to be extremely rewarding. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you did all that... Yeah, but hang on. And then went home and just had plain missionary-style sex, it would be like... It'd be disappointing. Yeah. Like, if you met a girl and and that was what she said to you, you think, well, she's going to be a freak. Yeah. But then if you get home and, you know, she pulls the butt plug out and she gets changed and she's in her fucking flannelette pyjamas and goes straight to sleep, (laughs) you'd be like, well... Hang on, I just spent eight hours on my hands and knees at a cocktail party winning. But I think you're approaching it from the you, you're approaching it from the point of the view of the other person has the fetish that they like to see someone dressed up. Oh right, if you're the you're person who it, likes it, to be dressed. If you, you like you like to be a horse. You're saying the like the it's consensual horsedom. But you're saying this fetish is more about the person who wants to be the horse yes. than it is about the other person who wants to have a horse. Yes. Yeah, you're probably right. I suppose. How do you though? If you're a guy, I assume guys. Are they guys mostly uh, who are the horses? Or are they girl, think, guys well, and girls? I can't remember. I mean, the, the, the couple they were featuring in the story, yeah. the guy was the horse. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's just say in that example, um, the guy's a horse and he knows he likes to, you know, yeah. be a horse. How do you find a partner that you can break that to? It starts where you show them black beauty. Yeah. <laughs> This is pretty sexy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> then you watch Father. You get a boner. Yeah. Uh, Charge of the Light Brigade. Um, I can't think of it. A sea biscuit. Is there any horse? <laughs> is there any horse films that have like? I mean, there must be like. Is there a Lady Godiva film? There must be a horse film with some sexual connotations. That's where you'd start. 
Like there's a film, I can't remember what it's called, but Bo Derek, I think she's playing Lady Godiva or something, but she's nude and she's riding a horse. It's okay. very erotic, slow-mo, 70s kind of, you know, Vaseline lens. Right. You so, show them that yeah. and say, fucking how hot is that, yeah. you know? And she could be like, oh, yeah, nude yeah. chick. And you're like, yeah, the chick, it's pretty hot, but yeah. that powerful stallion underneath her, look at the way it moves, it's flanks and, you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff. That's how you'd start. Yeah, and then, yeah, maybe one day she'd come out to the office, uh, you'd be there zipping up your pants suspiciously she'd check your internet history it's nothing but old Mr Ed episodes and black caviar winning races the police come and seize your hard drive because you've got like a whole gallery of my little ponies (laughs) and they're like we don't think this is a crime but it should be it's only not a crime because no one has done it yet but you yeah, you definitely have the but making. This is a crime. You're the first person to do this crime. <laughs> yeah. From now on, this crime will be named after you. Then that must happen. There must be like the first person to commit a crime. Like they've had to carve out a new section of the legislation to cover you. Particularly early on. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like particularly early on, like a lot of the time when people were committing crimes, it was the first time. So the first guy to get busted for like um indecent exposure. <laughs> like how does that go down? Because you'd assume up until that point, people are indecently exposing themselves like a lot and no one's getting busted. And then one day society's like, hey, Johnny, put it away, mate. Yep, we're charging you with uh, indecent exposure. And you'd be like, hey, like two weeks ago, I was fucking... Everyone was nude. Yeah. Everyone was nude. <laughs> we're a fucking caveman. Well, barely in rags now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point though. Like, yeah. you know, Because that's the thing. Sometimes you are the person, I guess, who's on the edge of the... Well, I guarantee, I guarantee that when they brought in that legislation, it would have had something to do with stopping like gay people from exposing themselves. Because I think a lot of those kind of laws that have like a moral kind of implication, I mean, a lot of them are still around now, and it is to do with, well, what you do is kind of perverted. I reckon that it would have been something to do with two guys who have been like getting it on in a park, and they're like, oh, you can't do that. And they're like, well, that, com- not that confuses me. It kind of excites me, but yeah. also... <laughs> So it's illegal. It's illegal. It needs an exposure. That's what I reckon. I don't understand it and it turns me on. There should be a law against it. All right. So you've eventually said to her, hey, this is a thing I'm really into. How do you bring it up? Do you say like, hey. Hey, good one. Hey. That's how you start. <laughs> hey, speaking of hey. <laughs> You're just sucking on sugar cubes. Um, yeah. Got a romantic weekend in a barn. I don't know. All right. Well, let's sort of break. Let's let's pull it back from that extreme. If you have any kind of predilection sexually, like you like your earlobe being nibbled or you like to get spanked or whatever, how do you bring that up? It's generally when you're fooling around and you and you know you've sort of been given that green light to kind of maybe push things. You know, sometimes it happens. You're sort of fooling around and it's like, well, why don't we fucking go off go off the map? Let's do something we haven't done before. Yeah, that's when you bring it up. So you wouldn't start straight away. Have some straight kind of sex. Make sh- make sure she realizes that you're into her, yeah. and that you know this is not about anything weird. You're not trying to substitute her or anything like that. But you you know you kind of like putting a bridle on. Yeah. So maybe you're in bed and she's like, "Do you want me to blindfold you or something?" And you're like, "Hey, you know what?" And you re- and you pull out and you've got like a, a bit, and you yeah. say, "I'm just gonna put this in my mouth," and then you know do what you want to do. So you start off like that. All right. I'll say. I- Honey, I'm going to take out my um, uh, retainer that now make me wear because I rub my teeth in the middle of the night and I'm going to put on... A bridle. A bridle. Okay, yeah, all right. No, I reckon you could do that. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you what you'd start with, the whip. Yeah, good. Because yeah. a whip is actually... Acceptable. Acceptable. Yeah. We had a whip for a while. Yeah. 
Like, well, I got, I got given one as a novelty thing at, like, the radio station and I took it home and then, like, occasionally, not, not, not a lot, <laughs> but occasionally. That's come into play. incorporated. Of course. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never had a whip, but, I mean, it's a riding crop, though. Uh, like, a, a sex whip, <laughs> it looks different to a riding crop. Okay, yeah, but a, a, Does nude, it matter? a nude man with a butt plug up his ass <laughs> looks a little bit different to a horse. So let's not... <laughs> Okay. We're not trying to pass for a horse. Okay, okay. All right, good point. Good we point. don't have a fake passport that has a horse's face on it and we have to get across the border. We're okay, just, but how do you... We're horseish. Okay, navigate me from whip to what's the next step? Well, I think whip to bridle. I think you're right with bridle. Whip to bridle. Okay. Because that's an easy transition. It's leathers. All right, and you can sort of say, while you whip me, I'm going to bite down on this. Yeah, okay, great. Perfect. Well Logical. done. Great. <laughs> I, think, I think that was someone, maybe Someone little... is writing things down now. <laughs> okay, so you get to that point. Um, then, okay, let's say like to complete the picture, you need, by the end of it, you need to be wearing a saddle and a butt plug and on hands and knees. And what are they wearing? Well, she can be in anything. Really? Why would she? You're going to go to all that effort and not make her dress up? What's your, but the thing is about you becoming a horse. You don't really care what she, well, okay. I do. For the sake of the discussion. I wanted to be horse related. So a jockey? Not necessarily. Yeah. Well, a jockey's easy to dress as. Yeah. Like, and like. Maybe a bit too obvious. Maybe it's like. um, Leather is sexy. And also silks are sexy, you know, so you can say, okay. you, you can dress in some coloured silks. Yeah. But you know what? It's getting... You've got the whip and hey, you know how we had that party on the weekend and we've got all these balloons that have got helium in them. <laughs> if you can just suck in on that before you talk to anything. See, I think you have just put the foot down in the accelerator. <laughs> you were cruising at about 30 or 40 and she was feeling comfortable. All of a sudden you've just gone, boom, hey, suck some helium and dress in this fucking jockey outfit and get in your knees. Uh, no, I think you would. Yeah. She's just a beautiful woman on the back of a horse. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we put her in some like, uh, you know, those sexy jodhpurs, those kind of oh, yeah. flesh-coloured jodhpurs with the boots because chick like, chicks like boots. Oh, yeah. It's high, almost dominatrixy. Yeah, they're high boots. Yeah, high boots with the little uh, the cream-coloured jodhpurs. And, and then she can have like a sexy top, whatever she wants up top. I want, no, I want her in one of those equestrian oh, blazers. I'm actually getting quite <laughs> turned on. <laughs> You'll cut to cut to next the next podcast, and you'll be like, "Why are you sitting down so funny?" No, no reason. <laughs> Just added that plug in. Uh, all right, so yeah, I reckon. Well, I reckon she would go for that. Okay, I reckon most girls would go for that. You know, dress ups are fun, yeah. and and that's kind of sexy. It's you know, it's, it could be like a Halloween outfit. Okay, Halloween. All right, Halloween. This actually is maybe where you can bust out. You can go from zero to a hundred here. Yeah, because all you this is a big do. gamble. This is like a, almost like you're, you're gambling it all on the fact that you're going to put all the kit all together and then you guys are going to go out to, to some party, have a great time, and then you're going to get her to lead you around the bedroom. Fuck, and man, this, is like, this should character. be the sequel to Point Break. <laughs> 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 well, on that occasion is like that wave that... Oh, I right, the 50-year wave. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's that one time where all the elements can come together and shit can get fucked up. Okay, so let's say we're planning to... We're going to Halloween. We're going to do this on Halloween. Yeah, right. We're going to... Yeah. So the gamblers. And so you're discussing right. Halloween outfits... And you say, you know what would be hilarious is if it's coming up to Melbourne Cup, Melbourne Cup. why don't you go as like a sexy equestrian chick and I'll go as your horse. And she's like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Don't we need two people to be in the horse outfit? And you say, <laughs> I can be the horse. <laughs> in fact, I have some ideas about the costume. Okay, hit me. Could I borrow one of your hair extensions? <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we going to, are we going to butt plug? Or- well, I, no, I, hang on. I don't know yet. Like... I like your timing because it's brilliant because Halloween's the end of October and the Melbourne Cup's yeah. the first Tuesday of November. Perfect. So it's perfect. perfect. Like, I feel like that much of it <laughs> is just exquisite timing. 
<laughs> Plus, you know what? You're going into a long weekend for the Melbourne Cup. Great. So, so when you can't walk. Down. <laughs> you can just lie on your stomach and watch DVDs for a day. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, all right. So... Um, we we <laughs> it, we go to the party. I say, look, um, you guys are jockey. I'll go. The sexy equestrian chick. Se- sexy, sexy equestrian chick. Sorry, yes. Yeah. And um, I'll go as the horse, <laughs> right? I think that you would initially not go with the butt plug. Yeah. Like I think initially you would have a tail that resembled the butt plug that okay. was. Attached to whatever pant-like yep. thing you were wearing at yep. the time, right? All right, but tell me what exactly what you're wearing, though. Well, I guess I'm just I'm wearing. Um, Remembering that the the goal is to be in a nothing else but well, you know, it, just in a naked except for a bridle saddle. You can be wearing like leather undies or something like that, and the butt plug. Yeah. So, what's your what are you wearing of that? Well, I, I think I've already got the saddle and the bridle. Yep, that makes sense. And I. And I've got a, um, a tail that looks like a butt, butt plug tail. Yeah. yeah, but it's attached to. But are you wearing like a horse style outfit? Like what clothes are you wearing? You're going to start off clothed? Or yeah, gonna... I'll start off clothed. Yeah, but with the bridle and the. Saddle. Yeah, but with the bridle and the saddle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have like. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> I'm going to have like some sort of Melbourne Cup esque, like you know, yeah. like my you know. Uh, Clothing will match her kind of outfit yeah, yeah, in that yeah, way yeah. that the horse and the yeah, yeah the team colours. Yeah. And so and, and then just some sort of yeah, maybe even leather pants. Yep. Maybe get leather in yeah. there, yeah, you know, early. Because you can get away with it because it's a fancy that looks like dress party. Lead, but also leather pants, bit of bit of the hind of the horse yep. like, going on there. And yep. the leather pants have got the sort of similar to the butt plug tail yep. okay. attached to them. Okay. Because my big move here is at some stage to have to take off the leather pants with the tail think it doesn't really fit the look anymore and go, oh, you know what I do have? This butt plug that I can stick in my ass and that looks exactly the same as the one we've already had. You know what I mean? Like you might be able to do that move quickly and she might not notice so much. Yeah, yeah. She'll just be wrapped that you don't have pants on. Yeah, yeah. And might not notice how the tail is being held. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I see. There's a swap over. Yeah. It's, You're it's, just kind of prepping her a little bit for yeah. the visual. It's like, you know, it's like in Indiana Jones where he had to put something on the, you know, the... This bag of sand. Yeah, there was exactly about the, the same. Yeah. I'm just going to do a little switcheroo yeah, okay. and hope that, you know, the universe doesn't explode. Okay, so it's... But, but you have to get to the party first because you've got to go through the party, right? That's why I'm not wearing the butt plug because I've got to drive. Yeah, okay. I do <laughs> But when you get to the party, are yeah. you on hands and knees? Like, are you going that far? Because that might be a bit full on. Transition. So you walk in together and yeah, everyone's like, ah, oh, you're a horse and you're a horse, an yeah. equestrian chick. Yeah. And then, but you start occasionally through the night just dropping your hands and knees and allowing her to lead you around. And at first she thinks it's yeah, funny. it's funny. Yeah, like she, it would be funny. you see some friends in the backyard yeah. and she walks over and you're on hands and yeah. knees and stuff. And in your mind, because you're getting so turned on, you're like, just <laughs> fucking keep calm, Will. Just, <laughs> just fucking like, you know, this is, there's, a, there's a bigger goal here, man. So even yeah. though it's fucking turning you on that she's leading you around and, you know, it's kind of humiliating and stuff and you love it. You've got to be act. You've got to act like it's a bit silly, and you know you're kind of embarrassed, even yeah. though your heart is full. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you so, sick fuck. It's all right, Charlie. I've waited. I've waited a long time. I've planned this. <laughs> you know, you can handle it. The timing's perfect. <laughs> oh I just, God. you know, <laughs> the anticipation has been exquisite. Oh, good. So, 
Yeah, during the night. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll let some other people ride me. <laughs> oh my god you're getting bonuses you know what I mean of course that'd be funny yes we're all at a party on Halloween totally I'm you'd be a horse that's brilliant so yeah. you're getting like wow that's amazing so this and this also, some, these are some added bonuses right yeah. but I'm right getting now. fun out of that but also she's seeing me with other people and they're enjoying yeah. like everyone has fun yeah. everyone would be having fun riding me around yeah but you've got to make sure that it never appears sexual because that's when you run the risk of someone getting weirded out or her getting weirded out. You've got to keep it like jovial and, you know, it's just funny. So you've got it to maintain It has to be funny, cool. but you, you run the risk, Charlie, of, of making the whole thing comical when you need to transition it to sexy Love. at some stage. Yeah, but you're not trying to, like, turn her on by getting I'm not, about. but I know I don't mind the idea of her seeing me and kind of vaguely seeing there being a sexual, you know, kind of as the bodies yeah. move together. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, hey, on. Like, I want her to enjoy this too. Okay. All right. I'm imagining. I'm at a party. I'm sitting in the backyard. I've seen you arrive uh, with your girlfriend and, you know, the last I know. And then I look across the yard and I see you on hands and knees with some English guy. I don't know why he's English, but he is. And he's he's riding you. Tell me how you let him ride you in any way that would be vaguely kind of uh, erotic. Uh, it's pretty rich coming from a guy who suggested we start this podcast by making out <laughs> But um, no, well, I'm not saying that it would all be sexual. That would be my, okay. like some of it could be comical. Right. When I've got the geezer on But you're about. posturing for her, yeah? Like you're you're putting on a bit of a peacock display. Yeah. Like, yeah. But not every time because okay. then that becomes then sinister. Obvious, yeah. I mix it up with the geezer, the backpacker, mm. you know. Who thinks that the you know Keith Richards wig that he's got from the pirate shop makes him look like Russell Brand? You don't, mate, and you're not even doing the voice properly. But anyway, I let him ride the back of me, and we reenact that scene from Arthur. And, and then, so some of it's comical, yeah. But then um, some of it is, uh, you know, then maybe there's some, like there's you make some, some eye connection with. There's her some girls that are dressed as like you know that's um, what it is nurses or vampires or you know all yeah. those things. Schoolgirls. What would be perfect would be if there was a chick who was dressed like a doctor or a vet, and you could ask her to examine you. Because the great, because oh, the great oh, thing, Charlie, what you're doing, but what you're doing there yeah. is you're making your girlfriend slightly jealous. Yeah. So there is a competitive sexual thing happening there. But the other person is a medical professional, so you yeah. can, like you, you can't get in trouble for yeah. that. Except what are you asking? They were a doctor. That's right. No, no, yeah. I'm saying she's dressed as a doctor. If yeah. there's someone dressed as a nurse. Yeah, Charlie, I'm not a, I'm not a horse either. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, right. I've, gone, I've gone in. <laughs> this is my justification later. She was a doctor. Right. And she needed <laughs> to examine me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So you've got her attention because there's the chick you've been flirting with who's the doctor nurse yeah. type, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> you leave the party and you've had a good time. Um, you get back to the bedroom. You start fooling around. What's the next step? Right. Um, maybe uh, when she's uh, like you know biting on my ear or pulling the reins or um, you know hitting me with a whip I start making my my hang sexu- on well, so how do you get to that point though well we've still got some of that stuff on okay so you yeah so you've still got pretty much have you peeled off anything though because you want to your ultimate goal is to kind of get like to the naked point but still wearing the bridle I've already got my shirt off yeah Um, I've got the bridle in my mouth yeah I've got the saddle on your back. <laughs> saddle on my back, but no butt plug. But no butt plug. No, I've, okay. still, got, I've still got my little jacks on at this okay. stage. All right, okay. right. We're we're making out. You know, we're just you know we we're stripping down. Maybe when she starts to like you know nibble my ear or pull at the reins, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah my moans of sexual ecstasy 
start sounding slightly horseish. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it goes from a sort of a. It goes from a. Mmm. Mmm. To a. Mmm. Like just gentle at the start, you know. <laughs> be careful! <laughs> be careful, dude. You're playing with fire because that would be enough to st- turn someone off. I Shut think. up! No, it's it's it's. Oh, like I, it's are, are you joking or like? I no, mean, no, are you no. doing is like? Are you being funny or? No, no, no! no. I don't have You're to, trying to just slip it in. Let's there. just slip it in there. It's like like the way some people like would try and slip a pinky into someone's bum. Yeah, you're trying to slip a little, <laughs> little, yeah, <laughs> a little. Okay. Yeah, I think you could. They, they sound sexual enough that you could just make your sexual noises sound slightly mm, horsey. Maybe. Mm. No, <laughs> I'd be disturbed if someone during sex went. <laughs> <laughs> Unless their lips are on my balls. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe. Ah. <laughs> so maybe slam dunk. <laughs> While performing, like, you know, I can you know, give a oh. little bit of... I don't understand why everyone isn't dressing up like a horse. It makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that, I mean, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, <laughs> that's a move I'm thinking about reg- trying regardless. Regardless of this fictional scenario, I think we've actually just discovered a move that we really should be having a crack at. Wow. But anyway... So, yeah, so I do a... <sighs> right? She loves that, obviously. Oh, of course. I see <laughs> Having a great time. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I guess at this point, you know... Now, I reckon while you're doing that, you could have stripped your pants off by now. Yeah. I reckon you could be on hands and knees going down on her and yeah. you've just got the, the bit to the side, yeah. saddle on your back, and while you're going... Because she'll be loving that. Yeah. You can fucking do whatever you want to yourself yeah, because right. she's going to be like in the throes of ecstasy. So, I reckon while you... You just reach for the, the butt plug yeah. and slowly insert it in. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. That's the, that's that's the, the point time. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you have about 30 seconds from when she comes yeah. to like when she fucking comes back down to reality yeah. to fucking start getting weirded out. Yeah. Put it in then because she's probably going to be yeah. more open to suggestion at that stage. That's a good point. Because yeah. then she can associate. I have to have it in before... That she happens comes, yeah. because then she can associate the good times she's just had yeah. with the guy who had the butt plug and, and then like, you know. Perfect. It's perfect. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, well, so the butt plug's in. Yeah. She's satisfied. Yeah. So you're now just looking at her <laughs> blankly. You're on hands and knees on the mattress and you've got the saddle on, the bit in your mouth and the butt plug is now in yeah. and you're just staring at it yeah. expectantly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, now what's your move now? Like... Because she's, she's looking at you and she's like, ah, okay, okay, what do you say? Do you say anything? Um, because now this is the point where you're going to let her know that this is your thing. Yeah. So, this is the, this is, the do you say it with part. words or do you just start behaving like a horse? <laughs> <laughs> do you say it with words? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just tap out. You know how horses can count with their hoofs? Yeah. yeah. I just tap out. I love you. <laughs> in Morse code. <laughs> and then the number 69. No. I, um, I guess at that point you've just got to be, hey. You know what though? I don't think you, in like if it's not 
with other fetishes, just say it's bondage, right? You don't really discuss that stuff necessarily. Like, I don't it's know. not like you say, hey. I assume you do. Well, well, I mean. You, don't you have to come up with a safe word and yeah, stuff but, no, like that? But, but indirectly. Like, depends how far you're going with it. I'm just talking about getting tired. That's up. the first thing I would do. The safe word. The safe word. As soon as someone said to me, like, I've, I've seen enough episodes of Seinfeld to know that if a girl wants to tie you up in a hotel room, she's going to probe you. Yeah, yeah. So if I was in some situation where, like, it got to that point where something sexy was going to happen like that, I'd be like, let's go with safe words. Yeah, that yeah. would be a good way. To, a, for but, two reasons. I'd be like, A, I'd like a safe word. B, I think the idea of discussing the safe word at the front says that you're... I'm kind of okay with where this is going. Yeah, yeah. But you're also a realist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all into you fantasy. Understand. Hey, I might be cool with this. Yeah. But I also have limits. Yeah, that's And right. until I know how far this goes, this, I'm not sure how much of this I'm cool with. <laughs> what it is is basically it's a sexual prenup. Yeah. You're saying, hey, I ho- I'm hoping this is going to yeah. go as well as we both want it yeah. to. But in case it doesn't, here is my exit clause. Yeah. I think that I could be like, I. I, I I'm not really sure how open-minded I am. That's the truth because I've never really tested the boundaries of, you know, where I f- feel like I've... Yeah, yeah, because you've talked about this before because you're scared you're going to awaken some deep dark <laughs> lust or something. <laughs> but but also I just have never kind of pushed it that far. So if I was going into some scenario like that, you know, in a real-life situation, somebody was like, hey, you know, do you want to see where this is going? Mm. I think there would be part of me that would be very curious to see how far I went without me naturally going, ooh, yeah. this is too far. Yeah. But I have no idea where that point is. Right. It could be really early on or it could be, I don't know, maybe I could be really cool with it all. Yeah. I'm not really sure about that. Pretty soon you're buying butt plugs with horse hair coming out the back. All I'm saying is <laughs> I need a safe word. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But that's what I'm this is brings brings me back to like the how far you go. You don't like, you know, you'll be in bed with someone and they may lean across and start, you know, they'll take off a scarf and start tying your hands to the bedpost. Yeah. You both are adults and you both understand what's going on. You don't necessarily say, oh, we're about to have uh, like, you know, S&M sex. You, you, you understand what's going on. So I'd as soon th- as I am disabled. You panic? I, I, no, I want to say worse. Yeah, right. As soon as there's some Even situation, if it's someone that you trust implicitly? <clears throat> don't tie me up if you trust me implicitly. As a general rule, if but you're it's my for, friend. It's for sex. It's the, what, what the hell? I mean, of course. Like, to, that, that is the whole point is... You're, it's a fantasy. You know, they're taking, they're not going to hurt you. All right. Okay. Obviously with my girlfriend, like she knows my pin number and my like, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and like the password to my Facebook account. Yeah. So like for her, sure. Like, you know, I trust her with yeah. everything. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's fine. And, but for, if it was someone other than that, you're in some courtship process or you just hooked up and, cause I reckon a lot of these sort of situations don't happen in your normal relationship so much. They, they're more things that happen when you're single and Sporadic. you're sort of, like, you know, that thing with a, on the, on the kind of that one night <laughs> where somebody's like, I don't normally do this. So when I do it, I'm going to go all out when I do it. Well, no, well, I don't, well, this documentary, they, these people are all like in like long-term relationships. But how did it say? They in were the docu- like swingers. Did it say way. in the documentary how early they brought it up with their partner? No. But that's, I guess, what we're trying to ascertain. Yeah. Are you saying that maybe after being with someone for years it could be easier to take that kind of revelation? I guess so. But I, but I also think that it's almost like one of those Might things that almost would happen on the first night. 
Like if something, you know, mm. kind of, or, yeah, early on. No, no. Everyone hides their fucking weird perversions for at least the first But some people, if they don't month. think you're going to see you again, like it's the opposite. No, like, that's not true. Don't, don't you think? No, I don't think so. I mean, I understand, yes. I, I'm sure when you're having something that it feels like it's going to be short term, yeah. then you fucking pull out all stops because no consequences. I don't need to leave any tricks up my sleeve. But I also, I think it just, it just depends on the kind of person you are. Like I think, I mean, some people, for instance, myself, I'm so grateful for any sex I've ever had. Oh, that you try to do a good job. Yeah, try yeah. and do a good job. And I also will not kind of like put my foot down the accelerator because, and this sounds so fucking lame and, you know, like I'm trying to talk myself up. But for instance, I like to make a girl come first. Right. Like before like anything girl. else. Like, yeah. I, for instance, I can't have a quickie. Mm. I, the concept doesn't make sense. And girls have explained it to me that a quickie's not about coming. A quickie's about having quick sex. It's yep. the kind of, uh-huh. you know, I, I just... Something in my brain doesn't like I, I feel bad. Maybe it's the Catholic guilt. Ironically, the Catholic guilt while I'm having sex with random girls yeah. <laughs> kicks in. Catholics have gone, we've given him the right impulses, but he's a he's wrong application. The wrong situations. <laughs> but like that so that means, you know, when I when I'm first with a girl, like it's very much about, okay, on your best behavior, yeah. you know, you want her to come back, blah, 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 blah. So it's not the real me. I start busting that shit out a bit later once I feel more secure in the relationship. So in like a, say, like in a, let's use a football analogy. Not great. <laughs> like you would be one of those players who just always tried to do the right things, lay the tackles. Yeah, 1%. Do the smothers. 1%. And try to like play the team's game. It's funny, that's actually the kind of footballer I was. Yeah. I was never the most skilled. You never went, you never I was the big a big mark. I'm the big hearted trier. Yeah, you're not one of those guys I'd who... sacrifice my game for the good of the team. Yeah, definitely. Early on, you're not going to try to kick one from the boundary or well, the irony take a spectrum. The irony about it is that I always thought that, you know, that kind of, um, attitude would endear me to women because it's like, well, you know, he's totally about me. Yeah. But ironically, women are hardwired sometimes to just want that alpha male who just, you know, Drogo from fucking Game of Thrones just oh. pick them up and throw them on the bed and ravish them. And it's like, I look, I, I, I get that, but I also realize I have to live with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that can have really bad, like, consequences if I fuck that up, the ravishing thing. So I think I'm just going to play the fucking one percenters. But that's also that um, thing that, you know, they say is that classic conundrum of modern life. Um, and part of the problem that a lot of people have in relationships is that um, that Madonna Hall complex, you know, the fact that some guys see women as only things of pristine beauty... And, yeah, to be cherished. Or sexual. Or really, really sexual. And then it's hard sometimes to, you know, make the transition between yeah. the two. Yeah. Especially, like, now, that is how, I mean, if you look at most of the media, that's how women generally are. They're sort of split into that. Like, they're either super mums yeah. or they're kind of sex objects. Yeah. But guys have the same dilemma. Like, it's, are you the sensitive kind of uh, in-touch emotional kind of guy or are you the dude who can fix things, you know? Because we're meant to be both, but they're not. They don't tell you when to apply that personality to what situation, you know. So, I mean, I'm definitely not the uh, alpha male kind of a caveman kind of dude, but I do see that sometimes there are situations where Gemma will look to me to be that kind of guy, and it's like fuck, okay. And then I have to sort of somehow dig into my hardwiring and engage that sort of primal kind of male thing, which I've I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been brought up by women or whatever, but it's just I always find it hard to kick in that alpha male gene. I mean, I think I'm an alpha male in other ways, not in kind of like Jonathan Brown kind of ways. I'm an alpha male kind of in, in terms of my occupation, that kind of stuff, like the application of my brain. But when it comes to sort of that 
physical, you know, uh, emo- uh, emotionless, you know, sort of impulsive kind of male. That's so not me. Yeah, I like I, I well, I, I mean, obviously I have that conundrum all the time. And I think about it, I went to the footy, I went to the grand final with my dad. And uh, my dad is such a man who is not like me you know like my dad lives on the you know the road he was born on you know named after my grandfather who built the road my brother's back there on the farm my dad's never lived anywhere but that road in his whole life he doesn't drink never tried it doesn't smoke never tried it married the first woman he ever kissed he's a he's a really great bloke and we you know like I, I really like him and he's never been anything but supportive of you know what I've wanted to do with my life so he couldn't ask for anything better as a dad but we have absolutely nothing to talk about. Yeah, right. Because it's not like he's ringing me up to talk about the current trends in television or comedy. <laughs> you know, it's not like he's ringing up going, oh, so uh, now that the digital channels, uh, the ratings seem to be down across the... No, yeah. he's never once like had any... So we have two topics of conversation, which is A, he tells me about shit that's going on in the farm and I pretend that I know what he's talking about and that I'm interested mm. and B, we talk about sport. Yeah. So we went to the grand final together um, and we've been a few times. He barracks for Geelong, who, mm. you know, for non-Australian listeners, just won the AFL grand final and um, he uh, really, you know, really enjoys it. You know, he, he he's a fan and over the years I've taken him to the grand final. I'll do like a grand final, like comedy gig. Um, so that I'll get some tickets or whatever, you know, that's yeah. the thing. But this year, my team wasn't a chance of making the grand final and I didn't think his team were going to make the grand final. And so I didn't book any gigs for this year. I was just going to have my one weekend off, stay at home, you know, watch it at the pub with my friends and that was going to be my plan. So his team's won their way through to the grand final. Like six days before the grand final, <laughs> my sisters rung me up and just giving me that, um, can you get do you reckon you can get down a ticket to the grand final? And in my head, I'm like, oh, fuck. You'd asked me two weeks ago, but the first thing I thought was me and my dad, like, went to the grand final together last year, and we talked more on that day than we talked for the entire next year. Yeah, right. He's a very entertaining and easy conversationalist. Like, if we spend the day together, we will talk all day and never have to think about what we should be saying or you know anything like that. We get on really well, but we have to be forced into a situation where we spend time together one on one. But also, what I love about hanging out with him is. He just makes friends with everybody. Yeah, right. Like we went to the game. We, we were honestly friends with about 12 people around us by the end of the game. He knew everybody's stories. He talks to everybody. He, he doesn't realise that if someone comes to talk to me that that can be a 90-second conversation. He thinks that if someone can talk to me, oh, you, yeah. you should find out their entire life yeah, story. Yeah, right, 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 of course. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was really brilliant. But, <laughs> but we were talking about the fact that, I, you know, we were um, – I, I was doing some home improvements at my house. We've had to – you know, we just ripped up the carpet because uh, it turns out, Charlie, that ripping up the carpet in your house is easier than teaching cats the shit where they should. Oh, yeah, eventually no. that got to a point where we were like, you know what? We've tried teaching the cats. So you're going hardwood or are going to replace the carpet? No, no, we're going hardwood. Oh, cool. Yeah, no. If we replace the carpet, that would just be giving the cats a nicer, more expensive place to shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so we just ripped up all the uh, the carpets, and we've uh, we've got the floorboards polished up and hardwood, and I oh, and I destroyed an inbuilt cupboard with an axe. Ah, there we go. Now hard. we're talking about engaging the yeah, alpha male. The alpha male, right? Yeah. Because this was the thing I realized. In the spare room, the one. In the, yeah, yeah, the one right. in the spare room. Uh, we wanted some more room in there, and the only way to do that was get rid of one of the inbuilt cupboards. Oh, right? That's awesome. So, firstly, I tried to unscrew it. <laughs> right. And you could do a, you could unscrew a little bit of it. Yeah. Not all of it turns out, Charlie. Yeah. The only way you could get the rest of it out 
is to destroy it with an axe. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. The 16-year-old 16, 16 in you is just like, oh, fuck, man. Here's a tip, though, for the future if everyone wants to do it. Get your room painted after you do that, not before. What the fuck? That would fuck? be my tip. <laughs> Why did you do it after? Because it only occurred to me after uh, that I was going to try to get rid of it. So, okay. yeah, anyway. But it was fun. I got to yeah. do that. That was my one manly bit. But the thing that... It, oh, With an axe or a sledgehammer? With an axe. Yeah. Uh, like a, <laughs> no, there was actually... Uh, and now we kiss for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned Charlie on with the destroying shit with an axe thing. Um, no. Oh, here's something exciting that we discovered. I forgot this. Um, we moved this cupboard that hadn't been moved since we moved into the house. That cupboard's been there. And behind the cupboard we found a jar. Right, and the jar had like spider webs and oh. shit all over it. Yeah, and then I've opened up the jar, and guess what's in the jar behind the wardrobe? Uh, okay, is it? I mean, just is it something exciting? Well, kind of, kind of exciting. Okay, I'd normally be excited if I found a jar of this behind my, um, behind my wardrobe. Okay, is it? Uh, is it? Um, is it a collectible? No. Is it edible? Uh, yes. Is it a drug? It's a drug, yes. <laughs> Is it marijuana? Yes. <laughs> there was a jar, a massive jar of weed. Behind the... Behind the wardrobe. How old was it? Oh, well, I mean, too old to... Yeah, you know, right. Like, well, we've been in the house for nearly six years. That's fuck. Oh, it's not yours. Is it yours? No. Oh. It's from the previous owners. Why? How'd they get it behind the cupboard? Was it like the Diary of Anne Frank except for weed? It's like we must hide it here. The new stoners were moving in and the weed said, we hope Will Addison's buying the place. Please just hide us in the wall. We don't want to get smoked. And you spent like the last six years walking around just sniffing the air, occasionally walking past that room going, something, the disturbance in the force. (laughs) It was weed. How much? The Diary of Anne Skunk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Heaps, like I would set, like you know, um, like two hundred bucks worth. Fuck me! I mean, but it was old. It was yeah, right. Start. But that's but, amazing. But, uh, but it was just, see what happens. But it was also maybe it's like wine. <laughs> hey man, smoke it. See what happens. Whatever. Well, well I got some banana peels. You just told me you smashed a cupboard with an axe, which yeah. is probably the most adolescent fucking activity in the world. So you should follow that up by smoking two hundred year old weed. <laughs> I mean, how do you know it was the previous owners? It could have been like the previous, previous owners, like 40,000-year-old weed. Right. What, what were they doing living in a house? <laughs> no, maybe it was like when they were living but in the But my land. house is like, I mean, okay, the front of my house has been there over 100 years. So yeah, it could be a 100 year old it could weed. be 100-year-old weed. You should smoke that. Get Speak to Dr. Carl. Do you still have his number? Yeah. Call Dr. Speak Carl. Dr. Hey, Carl. <laughs> no, we haven't talked about I know he doesn't approve <laughs> of, of, of illegal drugs, but just call him and say, what would be the scientific effects? Uh, what would happen to my physiology if I smoked 100-year-old weed? But I, you don't hear of people like Dying of smoking weed. vintage weed. Well, but you could be the first. Imagine if you smoke and it it's turns not, out to be the best drug in the world. Right, so I've found the Grange Hermitage. Yeah. Of, <laughs> of the Grange Hermitage. Although dope is so prevalent and has been around so long, you reckon by now someone would have figured out if ageing it helps, makes it better. Well, that's my first thought, but then my second thought is maybe just stoners smoke their weed when they're <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or they forget that they... Like, they're they're, doing, well, they're exactly... They're, they're doing fuck- the experiment, right? And they're like, oh, dude, do we, we have any did? weed? No, <laughs> forgot. They, that's what happened. Someone was... So you could be the first one. Yeah. 
Would you would you ever smoke it? No. You just think it's I mean, what's going to happen though? What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. You could die. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that would be the worst. be the worst. No one's ever died from smoking <laughs> weed, Will. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to know. Like, look, fuck it. I mean, whether or not it's actually any good dope, I, it's just. I just love interesting. I just love the fact that there was buried treasure in my house. Yeah. So, was there anything else? No, nah, that was that was basically the only cool thing we found. Um, so, oh, okay, so we um, got the floors done, that sort of thing. But I had to hire some people, obviously, to come and paint the house and come and do the floors. And, and like, then we got these guys called Hire a Husband. Oh, yeah. Do you know them? Yeah. They wear pink shirts. Hire a hubby, aren't they? Yeah, hire a hubby. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. No, no, I go to the more formal one. <laughs> you went the uh, blue chip service. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hire a hubby. Yeah. Um, they wear pink shirts. Hire a husband. <laughs> he sounded like fucking Thurston Howe. Love it. I forgot the number of those handymen. Hire a husband. So hire a hubby. They're like general just, you know, handymen. Mm-hmm. And they wear pink T-shirts to rob in the fact that you're not a man. <laughs> like, that is the... A, we are so manly. Yeah, that we can wear pink T-shirts and still be more manly than you. And look, they, they were great. They did a really good job. But it's not... It's very... Like, it doesn't make you feel like a capable man that the fact that our shower has been dripping for, like, 18 months and, like, my solution has been... To put a towel under it. <laughs> and then a guy comes in in 30 seconds, like fixes it and now it works. Well, I replace the washer. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, you're, you can do something. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm always amazed, like, because I never attempt to fix things. And then, you know, when the occasions that I have, how actually easy it is. Like, I'm actually surprised myself when it comes to things like... Uh, you know, like replacing fuses or car problems or things like that. And I don't know anything about anything like that. But then when I do it, it's like, oh, it's actually quite straightforward. And manual labor, by definition, is about following a series of kind of uh, movements to get something to happen. And it's, it's actually not that hard. It's just, can you be bothered applying that knowledge again and again? If anyone needed a tradesperson who could get, say, two thirds of the way through something and then give up... I would be there. Going. Yeah, <laughs> like I, that's I, I do have that sort of thing of going. Well, I'll just Google it. Yeah, and like you know, I can do this. People do this. Yeah, go- that's the other thing now is yeah. is the go- is googling instructions on how to fix something. Like I scuffed uh, the the paintwork on the car, and I was like, okay, so what do I need to do here? And Google was like a, a fucking godsend, man. Like I went through four or five pages, you know, buying sort of different products, trialing different products, following the step. Watching YouTube videos, like tutorials on how to, like tutorials on how to use fucking GarageBand. So fucking helpful, man. Like you don't, that part of your brain that you used to store information in, you don't need that anymore. No, Google has replaced that. Exactly. Like how long before we can get the chip we put in our brain that just connects us straight to the internet, like the Matrix. So you say, Tank, uh, I need to know how to fucking fly a helicopter. And it's in your brain. Can't be too far off. Can't be too far. And I'll be pissed off if it is too far. I get pissed off that, like, because obviously Steve Jobs... Tank, I need to explain to my girlfriend that I like dressing up like a horse. <laughs> How do I do that? <laughs> and it takes you straight through our podcast yeah. as, like, a step-by-step. <laughs> Although we never fucking answered. Like, yeah. has she... You, you're on all fours on the mattress yeah. and you and you look at her, like, that is, what do you say? Well, What's at that, that point, it just... It either happens or it doesn't. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's Oh, your... it's nice. It's almost like a, we're, we're leaving it up in the air. We're yeah. leaving it for the audience to decide. Yeah. Get to a, hit us up on Facebook and yeah. let us know, especially females, because yeah. you know that's the story. If you met a guy or you're with a guy and this whole story played out, would you be okay with that? You know what it's like, Charlie? It's like the end of Inception. Yeah. 
Except instead of that spinning top where you're kind of going, oh, is he back in his real world or did he actually get lost somewhere along the way? And, you know, at which point there's a spinning butt plug <laughs> <laughs> with like the ponytail I thought going around and around and around. I thought you were going to say at the end of Inception, instead of the spinning top, it's just a guy on all fours <laughs> with a bridle. And a... Can you imagine if that was the last shot? <laughs> You've been watching this amazing film about reality and then all of a sudden it's just shot a Leo on all fours with a butt plug, saddle and bridle. And you're like, I don't get the end of this it should, film. It should, no, it should have been one further. Like, you know, as, as they went down, things got more and more fucked up. Like yeah. as you went the further dream. and further into the dream, yeah. right? Um, because time, you know, went for longer and, yeah. and yeah, worlds were crumbling. It'd be great if in the DVD of Inception there was like a, a, a fifth one beyond the crumbling <laughs> worlds. <laughs> Which is just horse fetishes. Just... Guys being led around with butt plugs, right? <laughs> because the thing is, if you've got all that time, if you've got all the time yeah. in the universe, yeah. then you've got time to try everything to the point where you're like, yeah, yeah, all right. Being nude and dressing up like a horse with a butt plug, <laughs> that's fair enough. That's something we haven't tried yet. What would, what, what, what would they be called, horse fetishist? Like uh, uh, fluffies. What are the people who like um, stuffed toys? Um, oh, slush, no, slushies. They're not slushies. <laughs> Slurpees. Um, uh, plushies. Plushies. Plushies, yeah, plushies, yeah. right. So do you, what's a horse fetishist called? <laughs> <laughs> Completely unintentional. You couldn't see that. You couldn't see that at home, but I was going... <laughs> Yeah. Out of exasperation, yeah. I wasn't actually trying to do a horse noise. Yeah, that's but... an easy way to introduce it into the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> He's constantly dissatisfied, <laughs> and yet I find it slightly alluring. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would they be called? What? Well, look it up. I bet. It, I bet on the internet if you say what a horse fetish is called, or would I type? Do I just type in horse fetish? Horse fetish. Yeah. Type. No. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. Just type in horse fetish. No. 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 Not horse fetish. <laughs> Um, people, people, uh, people, well, people fetish dressing uh, up like horses. Yeah. People. Yeah. Fetish dressing up like horses. Fetish just, dressing up like a horse. Yeah. I can't believe it's like this, this long, almost an hour into the podcast <laughs> before we hit up Google. Somebody, um, this week, uh, in the passing of Steve Jobs compared, uh, Steve Jobs to the, he's, they said he was the Henry Ford of our time. Yeah. And you know, the fact that we can look up right now. What a horse fetish is, is called, you know. That's true. If if there hadn't been for Steve Jobs, <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a there, there's a section under Wikipedia which is just called animal role play. Brilliant. So maybe that's what the documentary was about was animal role play. I just assume they're all horses because the couple he was wearing a saddle and shit like that. Yeah. Should we read the whole thing? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So animal role play may be either non-sexual oh. or erotic sexual play. Okay. Which may also be called pet play. Pet play. Pony play. Pony play. Ponyism. Ponyism. I don't know about ponyism. Why? Why is pony play better than ponyism? Ponyism sounds, sounds like, like a, a 90s grunge band. Oh, oh right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> ponyism. Not, it's more like, um, sorry to inform you, Mr. Clawson, but we have detected DNA strands of ponyism in your baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't work out if you're exasperated or it's because you share the same DNA. No, no I'm exasperated. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I'm not a doctor. I'm just someone who's dressed as a doctor for a, for a Halloween party. <laughs> Okay, it's also known as kitten play. Kitten play, yeah. Or pup play. Pup play. Assuming because it's a dog. dog thing, right. Yeah. Uh, what was its, that? Okay, what was the first one? A pet, pet play? Pet play. 
which could almost sound like a daycare facility for animals. Yeah, pet if you play. said, "Hey, I'm into pet play," it's like, "Oh, me too." My dog yeah. goes there on Wednesdays, right? Yeah, cool. <laughs> pet play, pony play, ponyism, which is the '90s grunge yeah. band, yeah. <laughs> slash disease. <laughs> Kitten play or pup play? Yeah, like I'm going to go with. Um, let's go with pet play in general. Okay. I'm going to. I'm just going to call it pet play. It's a nice broad yep. definition. In its erotic sexual role play form, one or more of the participants takes on the role of a real or imaginary animal in character. An qu- imaginary animal? Like a unicorn. Really? Well, I'm assuming, wouldn't that be? Yeah, right. Or like a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of imaginary Why are you laughing at me as if, like, that's insane? I don't know why. That I'm fine with the fact that people are dressing up like pets for sexual pleasure. But dragons but like, is Not too dragons. <laughs> They've got to be real animals. Uh, this includes appropriate mannerisms and behavior. Yeah. So could you piss on someone's like pot plant if you're in dog play? Yeah, I guess so. I think if you're a horse, you can just piss wherever. Yeah, right. And just shit. <laughs> you know, like when you see a police horse, they do those massive fucking shits and they're going forever. Imagine that. You rock up to the Halloween party. This is when you've put the foot down the accelerator is when you're thinking everything's going well at the party. I'm just going to push out a heap of shit. <laughs> and hopefully she won't freak out. Maybe that's when she introduced the butt plug. <laughs> You're like, look, we've come to a bit of an intersection at the party. I can either keep shitting or you can shove this butt plug up my ass. Brilliant. Brilliant. But the problem with that is she's not going to accept you. I'm sure you'll get it all out, but yeah. Uh, it says here sometimes the partner will act as another animal. Yep. Oh, that's oh. weird. Oh, that's actually maybe another way of bringing her into into the game. Yeah. That she's also an animal. Yeah. Like it's you cute. can be a horse as well. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. You okay. know what I mean? Like we're yeah, they could both be horses. Mum and dad horse. I was thinking and... more like you know sometimes in the newspaper they'll have those articles about unusual pets that become friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's a bullfrog and a gorilla. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Page eight of the Herald Sun. I love it. <laughs> I don't even read the news anymore. I just go straight to page eight to see what fucking Rupert Murdoch, what animals Rupert Murdoch is making friends this time. Oh, look, it's a monkey and a python. Natural enemies, but best friends. Okay. Um, it may, uh, they may act as another animal in a sexual context or they may take the role of rider, trainer or caretaker. Yeah, that's more... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm... Or Tom Berlinson. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> turns out, that would be hilarious. If it turns out Tom Berlinson, his wife is way into, into pet play. And that's she gets it just like Tommy Woodcock and feed her a sugar kid. Is it Tommy Woodcock? The yeah, China? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, uh, what I also like about that scenario, though, is that for a minute... I thought that it did say and Tom Burlinson on Wikipedia because it could. Yeah. Because, you know, Wikipedia is full of yeah. hacking and unreliable information. Yeah, it even states John Deeks is a celebrity TOEFOP listener. Exactly. So um, I, I like the idea that Tom Burlinson, in the years where he hasn't really been working quite as much as he used to, sits around and inserts Tom Burlinson in a random Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the principal theme of animal role play is usually the voluntary transformation of human being into animal status, of course. Yeah. And focus on the altered mind space created. Yeah. A weird thing to state. No, that's cool. The okay, so mind space, man. the fantasy, in other yeah. words. The most common examples are probably canids, which is pup, dog, wolf, felines, 
cat kitten lion. I would have thought that the wolf thing's probably pretty big now that like werewolves are sexy and like that mm-hmm. sort of like you know the Twilight. What's well, that that joke about Twilight? She's either um, Bella's either a necrophiliac or into bestiality. <laughs> pet play. Yeah, she's either into pet play or necrophilia. Um, or equine's pony and horse. Animal role play is used in um, bondage and uh, what's it? B- BDSM. What does it stand for? Uh, bondage and sadomasochism. Yeah. BDSM. What's it stand for? Bond- oh, fuck. Should uh, I click on the Bondage and domination. Uh, bondage, domination, and sadomasochism. I don't know. What, type in what BDSM stands for. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure the internet will have an answer for that one. Um, not to be confused with DBMS. Oh, of course, because <laughs> you wouldn't want to make that mistake. What the fuck is DBMS? What is DBMS? I don't know. But well, we'll BDSM is uh, the acronym BDSM is derived yeah. from the terms bondage, discipline, dominance, and submission. Okay. Do you really want to know what DBMS is? Yeah, of course I do. The database management <laughs> system. Who would ever fucking confuse those two? Wikipedia, this is a waste of your resources. I think that's just a lie someone told once. Why are all those BDSM websites? <laughs> oh, I was trying to... Uh, get to the database management base- system? <laughs> I'm trying, I've got a database that needs managing. <laughs> uh, uh, so it's a key. Uh, it's used in BDSM, and it's also uh, a key component is the person being humiliated as they are treated like an animal. Oh, oh, I say a key component. Oh, no, no, sorry. Where a key component could be. So it's I not can, always, but I can understand. Some people like to be humiliated. Yeah, but I don't, don't be mean to animals. In psychodrama, animal for animal role play yeah. may be used for a person to explore their personality as a form of role reversal. Okay. You know, that actually makes sense because when I did drama, yeah. that was one of the exercises to like, you'd, we went to the zoo and we had to find an animal that we were going to like... At, at high school or university? With, at university. Like this was part of your proper acting course? Yeah, a lot of, this is not unusual. That you go to the zoo and find an animal to be like. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, um, what? Does so, the government fund drama courses? No. <laughs> this is a... No, oh, no, actually, hex. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. No, I'm um, like, there's a lot of um, like uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins in Science of the Lambs. Yeah, he says that he bases performance on a lizard. Like the movements and the look of Donna of Hannibal Lecter is like he doesn't blink. He yeah. moves very slowly, and he bases his whole kind of thing on on being, on being a, lizard. a lizard. Yeah, so it's not unusual for actors to base their. Jim Carrey talks about Ace Ventura is based on birds. Like he turns very jittery and the way he talks and like his very bird-like kind of movements. And he says that he based Ace Ventura on birds. So it's not oh. that unusual. Okay. Jesus Christ. In defense <laughs> no, of actors. That, that was a better fact. No, I like that. Okay. So what did you, what animal did you choose when you went oh, to the zoo? God, I'm such a, this, <laughs> such a fucking dickhead. It was, it was the 90s and I thought, I, and I, thought I was fucking... <laughs> You know, Kurt Cobain mixed with Eddie Vedder with a dash of Jeff Buckley. Yeah. So I chose a bear because I felt like, you know, bears are just really fucking, you know, they just, they want to they keep to themselves. And, I was, and so, because we had to do like a performance, you know, like write a scene or, you know, perform a scene based around the animal. So I was all like. So you just slept fucking, for six months? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> then stole some picnic. Ate a camper. <laughs> You're like, I stole some picnic baskets. <laughs> no, I was just wearing like leathers and had a big mustache and was like kissing dudes. <laughs> Like Charlie, we said animals. Ah, yeah. right. That was I'm a bear. bear. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was fucking terrible. I just, yeah, 
Um, so, okay, so people go to the, the zoo and they pretend to be animals. Oh, right. That's what we're up to, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're talking, well, the the fetishists. Okay. It's yeah. about being an animal. Being an animal. Okay. So you can pick an animal. So I could be a monkey and you just can be, like well, masturbate and throw my own poo. Well, no, they say, well, generally they say it comes from dog, cat, or equine. Okay. Okay, so you can be a lion, a kitten, a dog, a wolf, I'd a horse, a cat, or a I pony. Reckon. What would you be? Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I am so dog-like. Definitely. So eager I'm to please. I'm dumb, eager to please, <laughs> fiercely loyal, can lick my own balls. <laughs> okay, so the overview of pet play um, uh, are very diverse, uh, depending on the participants involved, of course. However, its origins are certainly influenced by costuming, fiction, myth, and legend. All mm. right, so dudes are into like Lord of the Rings yeah. and shit will probably be into horseplay. It makes sense. Yeah, people, it's like you're saying the fantasy thing of werewolves yeah. and shit. It, it fits that kind of... People who read those Narnia books and went... I really like to fuck, fuck Aslan. <laughs> Aslan, you sexy. Yeah. He's my Aslan. I'm your ass man. Uh, it has cultural uh, uses. What like? Non-sexual animal role play was common and part of ritual in many tribal cultures and in prehistoric times. Okay. Where a member or members of the tribe would take on the role physically and often spiritually. Yeah, yeah. You see that. Okay. Yeah. Erotic use. Until the day that someone was arrested for indecent exposure. <laughs> and they brought in a rule saying no fucking pet play. Uh, for erotic use, yep. animal role play um, is used in an erotic and a re- relational context. Okay. What does that yeah. mean? Oh, in a relationship. Yeah. Right. A relationship. Defined by the people involved in their mood and interest. It ranges from the simple imitation and vocal winning of a horse to barking, panting, and playful nudging of a puppy. See, I told you that the winning would be part of it. Or a playful behaviour of a kitten, to crawling around on all fours, being fed, petted by hand. In the latter instance, its motives may be similar to the of age play. Age play? Oh, that must be like babies, you know, where people like to dress up like babies Uh, and shit. uh, Gross. I actually spoke to a friend of mine today who has just started this job as a um, receptionist at an escort service. Oh, yeah. And she said that um, uh, she got this call. That, like her job isn't, she's not an escort or anything, but her job is to kind of admin basically, takes bookings, sends girls out, all that kind of stuff. And um, she's been trained in how to, uh, like there's a 15-second rule and apparently men have 15 seconds in which you can get their attention. And she's, Because these guys call up and they'll, a lot of the time they'll be kind of shy or, you know, uncomfortable about calling the service so you've got to engage them straight away and sort of say like um i think the first thing she said is what are you into uh what do you mean uh busty blonde brunette get a few things out of him say we've got the perfect girl for you even if you don't but just keep him on the line blah 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 but she said uh, <laughs> what are you into uh i have this butt plug <laughs> using a hair extension. i'm sure i'm sure that button comes out all the time but she said a guy called up and said, um, do you have um, any strong women? And she was like, what do you mean? And he's gone, they need to be able to carry me. I'm 78 kilos. And his fetish was he likes to be carried, like carried around. Really? Yeah. That, and that would definitely be an age play thing, yeah? I'd hope so. What other situation are you carrying someone? He's reenacting battle scenes. <laughs> What really turns him on is to be like a soldier in platoon being carried away from like gunfire. No, I think it's literally just being picked up and carried around by a woman. Yeah. I mean, I can really? sort of find that attractive. Just say like, Okay, just say the planet was invaded by eight-foot Amazon women okay. and they killed all the women on the planet and Sweet. took us men. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie Sheen. I only said it because I knew it was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> 
Uh, and yeah. and so they're eight foot, and they say uh, you shall, um, you know, our race is dying. You're gonna, we're gonna turn you into sex slaves. We're gonna breed with you men and t- repopulate our planet. All right. But they're eight foot women. They're yeah. like avatar sized chicks. I like basketball chicks. Yeah. So they pick you up and carry you to bed. I'd find that kind of erotic. Yeah, and they are the only circumstances in which I would find being carried to bed attractive. All you tall women out there who are thinking of seducing me, only if we get invaded by eight-foot Amazons. Right. Yeah, no, I suppose if we got invaded by eight-foot Amazons, I would happily... I, I mean, I... How good would your life be? What do you have to do in between the sex slave bit? Do you have to work still? Like, do we have to go about no, our normal jobs? No, we're slaves. We're chained up. Like, they literally feed us. We're in a cages. They... Why are they chaining us up? Because having, they, they, have no res- to... they have no respect for us. We are just like, you know, like chickens are to humans, we are to them. We're just there to... Yeah, but I'm not going anywhere. I don't need to be free range. If my job is to be fed and fucked by the hot Amazon women, they're hot in my fantasy. Yeah, they are. Um, they are. Then they all look like... They all look like basketballers, big yeah. giant versions of basketballers. Hot, giant hot basketballers. Mm. Yeah. I would I, like. I'm happy to stay around. Okay. I've got nothing better to do. Yeah, but they. But even you talking to them offends their ears. Will they're Amazons? I'll talk you to are mad. They hate you. Yeah. All slap. Right. They slap you across the face <laughs> with their why? fucking. Because they don't want to hear your chat chat. You just make the love and shut up. And they chain you to the well, wall. I talk then. I'll just make the love and I'll chat with you guys. Later. Yeah, but you're not getting free range. You're in a dungeon. All of you guys why are in a are dungeon. Why are we in a dungeon? Because we hate you. We're only using you to re- <laughs> like procreate our planet. Why are you one of these Amazon women? <laughs> I'm just trying to... You're one of us. <laughs> you're, not... you're the first person who sided with the aliens the first day they arrived. Yeah, totally. Everyone else was like, this is our Independence Day. And Charlie's like, I'm with the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I, can see, I can see where this is going. They cut my balls off and become like one of those. Yeah. Kind of, what are they? A eunuch. Eunuch. Yeah. <laughs> I've become a eunuch. You're to the, the first eunuch. <laughs> the and, Amazon and they use you to co- you know to coordinate us. Yeah. To speak to us to explain. And you guys, like, you together. fucking sold us out, Clausen. Fuck you, Clausen. No balls. <laughs> Literally, no balls. And like, hey, dudes, I'm not living in a fucking dungeon. dungeon. <laughs> Why do we have to be in a dungeon? We're not going anywhere. Because you are like fucking battery hands as far as they're concerned. They're not They're not like taking us away because they love us. They're taking us away for our sperm. Why are they taking us away? Because they've got to repopulate their planet. So what? They've just come here for sperm. Where did Amazon women come from? The moon. Is that? No. No. Isn't that, wasn't that the film? Amazon. Oh, no. It was Amazon women from Mars. Amazon women. Uh, no, Amazon women on the sketch movie. Amazon yeah. women on the moon. On the yeah. moon, yeah. The but moon. no, the, the sort of myth of Amazon, isn't it? It's an all female island or something, right? Probably in the Amazon, Lesbos. I imagine. <laughs> Is it Lesbos? I imagine it's in the Amazon, Charlie. <laughs> Good point. I don't, I don't want to go Google on you, but I'm yeah, imagining right. these Amazonian women live somewhere in the Amazon. But where'd the women come from? Is the idea that they're all like Wonder Woman is an Amazon? Yeah. Where'd she come from? Well, oh, yeah, okay, Diana. so how did all these women yeah. eventuate? I have no idea. It's a mystery. Of the it's universe. a mystery. <laughs> I mean, we could look it up, but we've looked up enough today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to save looking that up for another time. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, yeah. us reading Wikipedia <laughs> for two and a half hours. Um, oh, so this is what I want to tell you about the Hirohubbies who came to my house. Yeah. So um, it was already very emasculating. I was already not an alpha male. And, like, it's hard to stay around when there's a man at your house <clears throat> doing things that they know you could probably do if you made any effort. So it's one of those things where I, I had to get out of the house. So I've gone to get my hair cut. All right? Now. So masculine. <laughs> All right, guys. 
I'll leave you to uh, rub up the carpet. I'm going to get my hair done. <laughs> done. Cut. Done. Mate. Different... You had your hair done. Did they fucking put dye in it? Yeah. That's getting your hair done. <laughs> really? Getting your hair cut is scissors. If you get anything more, you're getting your hair done. Really? Yes. I think getting your hair done is like getting it done for like a like a like women do for like a, a wedding or a formal occasion where you do something to it. You're gonna get chosen last by the Amazons when they come down. We need men to impregnate us. Not the guys getting your hair done. We'll, we'll go with the guys in the pink t-shirts before the guy who's <laughs> getting his hair done. So, um, <laughs> the pink t-shirts are at my house. I'm getting my hair done. The guy cuts my hair. There's this awesome bloke called Steve. He at his um business that he runs. They also have a like it's for men. It's a men's like you know hairdressing place. It's called Detail for Men, and um but they also do like hot shaves. Oh, and I love they, that. And they do like um like men facials and and stuff like that. Like yeah. you know, so it's like a you know. So in the middle of the haircut, in between the cut, and when I'm about to get something done. He's gone, oh, you look really stressed. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm a bit stressed. I'm like, you know, got a lot of stuff going on at work and, you know, like got some shit going on in my house and, yeah, it's a bit stressful. He goes, you know what you need? A facial. (laughs) So I have gone down. The Amazon women are killing you because they think you are one of the women. (laughs) When they come down to wipe out the females, to enslave the males, they see you getting your fucking facial and your hair done. They're like, oh, that must be a female. (laughs) So I'm getting my facial. <laughs> my phone rings. Because I didn't know I was getting a facial, so I haven't turned off the phone. It's the hire hubbies who need my credit card details for the work they're doing at my house. And as I answered the phone while I was having a facial to give these guys money for doing things that I should be able to do at my house, I thought at that moment, I'm going to have nothing to talk to my father about at the grand final. <laughs> I told my dad that story. He'll go, no, just say you're gay. <laughs> no, that'll be better. Everyone understands that. I won't have to explain that to people. <laughs> so is the house done now? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so you've got construction happening outside and inside now. Yeah. That must be a pleasure to wake up to. Our neighbours have been um, uh, rebuilding their house for like... Ever? Yeah, for like a year and plus. So... That is a fucking test of patience. I've My first two houses in Sydney were both next to construction sites and it's just like... I mean, God forbid you have your own house renovated. Living next to it is bad enough. Like, I don't understand how people cope. It's the law too, you know. They're just allowed to do it. Mm. <laughs> like, they're allowed to knock down their house and build the fucking Death Star next to you. <laughs> and you have to just be like, yeah, no, we're cool. We like getting up at seven. Do they have to give you a timeline or anything? I mean, I guess they have to get the council approved and that sort of thing. But there's not much you can really... You know what? He said something about owning a house that I didn't know which I suppose I probably should have known if I was a real man, <laughs> is that if your neighbours knock down their house and want to build a new fence between your house and their house, you have to pay for half of that fence. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, you don't even get a choice. Like, it's not like you were going, hey, um, I want a new fence. Well, well, but, I mean, what if... Is that within reason? Like, if your neighbours knock down the fence and then want to put up an electric fence? <laughs> like... <laughs> Can you Imagine say, if my uh, neighbours got, hey, we're putting a new fence in, you have to split for half. I'm like, yeah, great, great. I'm away next week. So yeah. if you could get it done then, that'd be great. And I come back and it's like prison razor wire, yeah. like a detention centre. It's got like barbed wire up. Fritzel's moved in next door to you. There's a giant, there's a giant uh, like tower. And Security a camera. Just goes through. 
It must be within reason. Like you must be able to say, I'm not paying half for a fucking. He can put up a, a timber fence. He's not. It doesn't have to put up a fucking brick fence. Yeah. Well, certainly with our neighbours, that negotiation did take place. And you said, "Can you do it with cardboard? <laughs> can I just stack up empty slab boxes? <laughs> we'll do it. It'll be like a. It'll be like a garden fort. Yeah. <laughs> just stack up empty crates. We'll get milk all these crates. milk crates. They've stolen. I'm gonna go steal some milk. Crates. You're just there with Lego. <laughs> Takes you six months, but you just like painstakingly construct a giant Lego fence <laughs> rather than pay for it. Fuck them. I can make a fence out of shit that I have lying around the house that I don't really use. If I just glue it all together, <laughs> it will be a fence. <laughs> it's like old DVDs. Totally. Like, yeah. That's a fucking. I was at JB Hi Fi the other day. And you know what? I, I used to be like a compulsive DVD purchaser. Yeah. And Me I was too. looking at all these Blu rays and stuff, and, and it's like, you know. They're having these sales, and I, was, I had a handful of DVDs. I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, this is stupid. This is going to be obsolete yeah. in about like fucking how long? Five years? Do you think yeah. before we've all just got hard drives filled with the films that we love? It's very. I mean, it's five very years. Clo- it's Two very years. close now. Like that thing that you see all the time when you drive around of like blockbusters and stuff just closing, closing down. down. Yeah, borders. I mean, that's the weird thing. All the borders are closed now. Yeah, we'll be telling. <laughs> We'll be telling like our kids in the future. You know, we used to go to a bookshop to buy books. <laughs> we used to go to a DVD shop to hire DVDs. Yeah, no, it's like I mean, I think that's that's all. We're in that window right now where that's all just about to disappear. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah, but it makes sense. I was talking to a young kid about it, like when I say kid, like eighteen, nineteen. But he was saying because um, I was talking about the New York Times, they're shutting down in like four years or something, as in the hard copy New York Times. And I was saying how fucking weird that would be, you know, one of the most famous newspapers. And the kid was like, yeah, but how many fucking trees are getting cut down? You know, and everyone reads the, the newspaper on their computer now. It doesn't make any sense. And I was like, yeah, what, what am I so scared of? Like, what, what is so unusual about it? It makes complete sense. I'm absolutely terrified about everything. Like, I'm so <laughs> Change. Terrified. I'm so terrified. Like, I don't I, like change. I understand what it's like to be old. You know, when old people get to that point where they're like, please don't invent new stuff. It's too hard to keep up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am at that point. A I'm bit. already at that point. Yeah. Like, I'm so frustrated that not everything works like an Apple computer. Like, because that's, I think, like, of all the tributes that were paid to Steve Jobs about what he did and, like, you know, all the things he invented, the thing that I think he invented that is just has revolutionised... Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be able to do this without Steve Jobs, but, like, the thing that he has revolutionised is that idea that if you want something to work, you can just push a button that has the picture of that thing. Yeah. And that thing will work. Yeah. Like, you don't It's like the Fisher-Price mentality. Yeah. Like, push... Big buttons. Push the button that has the thing on it, and it will do it for you. Like, I get frustrated now that all other technology doesn't work as well as that. Like, you know, like, when you buy a new stereo or, like, a TV, and there's, like... Like, it's like you're fucking defusing a bomb in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. You know, like there's wires and one thing doesn't go with another thing and, like, your remote control has 150 buttons, none of which I ever push. <laughs> like, there's three buttons on the remote control I use. Can't I just get a remote control with the three buttons I use and not all those confusing buttons that I could accidentally hit in, in between and then not know how to go back to making my TV work again? Like, there just should be an icon that I can push and the thing happens. That's, you know... That's where we are now. But isn't that what is going to happen? Like, you know what? I had some tech nerd say to me the other day uh, with um, my computer, the the mouse is a touchpad like on the laptop. Yeah. And he was watching me use it one day and he's gone, do you not know about like the 
the kind of shortcuts you use with your fingers on the pad. For instance, if you want to scroll down, you put two fingers on the pad and you drag it down and that will drag the page down because oh I was grabbing the cursor and moving yeah. it. And then he showed me like about 15 maneuvers that if you put your hand on the touchpad and move it, like you can enlarge things, yeah. you can click on things, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, no, no. And he said, well, that's the future of uh, yeah. how you're going to interact with your computer is it's not going to be about mass, mice anymore. It's going to be like Minority Report yeah, and you're where you're moving like, your hands. Wave your hands around and shit happens. And he said, that's almost now. But the thing he said to me that chilled me to the bone, he said, that's what it's going to be in about two years' time. So yeah. you better learn it now. It's like touch typing. Yeah. You better learn. And I'm like, oh, uh, look at my fat little fingers. <laughs> I, I can barely open jars. Like, <laughs> But we're in the future. Like we are in the future. Like that's the, the <clears> thing about it. And I like you, cannot keep up with the future, Charlie. Well, you know, you know how I know we're So in the f- either I'm going to get to that point where I can't engage with the future because I don't understand how it all works or they're going to have to make the future so easy <laughs> that I can do it. You know what I mean? Like if they get to the point where you can just talk at your computer and it'll do what you say. But that's what's happening now. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, the iPhone 4S? Yeah. Did you see the trailer for what it can do? It's a personal assistant. Essentially... You can be driving around um, with your headset in and you can ask it. It recognizes voice commands that have been tailored to different accents in different countries. So you can say, uh, it'll say to you, Will, you've got a text from Charlie and it's like, what time are you coming around to do TOEFOP? And you can say to your phone, uh, text back, hi, Charlie, um, I'm not going to come around to do TOEFOP, you're a fucking idiot, <laughs> send. And it will send it for you. And then it'll say, you can say, um, phone, uh, what's my diary like this week? And it'll say, Wednesday, you've got this appointment. And you say, um, can you move that to four o'clock? And this, and it does it. Like they really, yeah. This is if you like want, it really does that. Yeah, go to the Apple website and look at the trailer. I'm getting one of those phones next week. Yeah, right. Well, it's I, I, but I won't know how to do that. No, <laughs> <laughs> is my point. My point is, I get these. No, things no, no. I think amazing be, things. No, I think it will be. I, easy. I will use it to call you. But how? I mean, I'm sure when you first got the iPhone, you're like, how the fuck does this work? Like, this is what Apple do really well. Is it's that. Fisher Price mentality where it's the big buttons. I guarantee that you'll be using voice commands on yours pretty soon. Well, that's what I want. I want to get to the point where I can just yell at it to do stuff and it will do it. <laughs> Funky Jack. <laughs> well, you know, you'll know if like you're saying we're in the future, you'll know we're in the future if you suddenly forgive people who tried to rape family members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is how we'll all know we are actually in the future. Are you willing to forgive the sexual assault? Uh, yeah. Did he attempt to sexually assault you? Yes. Has he made up in any way by polishing your car? <laughs> yes. Well, I think we're all cool. <laughs> all right, let's wrap that up. All right. Um, uh, we have a, 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 um, a Twitter, Tweet Fop. Yeah. And you can uh, follow us there. Um, also, we're um, obviously some people don't like iTunes or Apple and they don't listen to us through that but if you're a person who does listen to us through that um, part of the way that you get on the iTunes charts is it's not just how many people download but they take the ratings um, that are on your, your website so if you'd like to you know, rate our podcast and write something nice that would be cool that would help us like you know, get it out there a little bit more yeah uh, and are you on tour? Oh, yeah, I'm on tour. I'm in uh, Rockhampton and Townsville this weekend. And then um, I'm off to Perth. Well, I think we just added an extra show, which is our last show we can do in Perth. So um, that would be rad if you want to come and see. But I've got a lot of other places, willanderson.com.au. I had an idea. I'm not sure when we're going to meet up next, but we can throw it out now. Yep. I thought it might be cool if people want to email in uh, at the website, which is info at tofop.com, and ask us a single question. Why don't we have a show where we just answer questions? But just can you make them kind of just like one question, not like a stack of questions? Just sort of simple, can you know, 
answer them in a reasonable amount of time. Kind yeah, of questions. totally. Let's yeah, questions or hypotheticals? Yeah. We yeah, like okay, hypothetical. Yeah. Questions or hypotheticals. We'll do a Q&A session. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah, okay. Well, but, yeah. but, Mal- send, but send an email. Don't do it on Facebook, whatever, because it's too. I'm too lazy to fucking compile stuff from different yeah. websites. Just email info at tofop.com. And um, nothing racist either. Like, don't try and entrap <laughs> Why do you us. assume that our <laughs> listeners will come up with because racist Because, you know, like, I just, I would imagine someone's going to be like... Yeah, but we get to choose which questions we answer. Oh, yeah, good point. Well, if asked us a racist question, <laughs> we better answer it in a racist way. Not mind. only do we get to choose the questions, but we also pre-record this yeah. and I edit it. It's fine, mate. <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty you're sure. You're so distracted by the five My minutes I was making be... out. I've spent all this money getting a 10 second delay button. It's like, dude. Well, it's, <laughs> it's not live. It's not live. Um, uh, what we are using the Facebook page for a bit um, was uh, people came up last episode. We were talking about um, the the uh, Grim Reaper and his bowling team. <laughs> and we couldn't come up with a good name. And I put it out there to people listening to the show. And there are some hilarious names for the Grim Reaper. You can find those on our Facebook page if you want to have a look at that. Yeah. Um, so I think we're all done. All right. Junior's staring, Junior's here. Junior's staring at me like he really... Like he really knows how to do a podcast. He, just wants to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he slots up. He's got to come on and lick his balls for five minutes. <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson.